SB 1.8.24. Text 24. Text. Vizan Mahagnah Pirusada Darsanad Asat Sabhaya Vana Vazakrakradahamrahamrahanikamaharafastratodronyastratus Kazmaharbiraxatah. Word for word meanings. Visit, from poison, Mata Anad, from the great fire, Pirusada, the man eaters, Darsanat, by combating, Asat, vicious, Sabhaya, assembly, Vana Vaza, exiled to the forest, Krakrada, sufferings, Mrahamrahat, again and again in battle, Anika, many, Mataratha, great generals, Astrada, weapons, Drani, the son of Dronakaria. Astrada, from the weapon of, Ka, and, Asmat, indicating past tense, Her, O my lord, and Hiraxata, protected completely. Translation. My dear Krishna, your lordship has protected us from a poisoned cake, from a great fire, from cannibals, from the vicious assembly, from sufferings during our exile in the forest and from the battle, where great generals fought. And now you have saved us from the weapon of Asvatthama. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN KUNTI CHAPTER 7 DANGEROUS ENCOUNTERS The list of dangerous encounters is submitted herein. Devaki was once put into difficulty by her envious brother, otherwise she was well. But Kuntadevi and her sons were put into one difficulty after another for years and years together. They were put into trouble by Dryadhana and his party due to the kingdom, and each and every time the sons of Kunti were saved by the Lord. Once Bhima was administered poison in a cake, once they were put into the house made of shellac and set afire, and once Draupadi was dragged out, and attempts were made to insult her by stripping her naked in the vicious assembly of the Kurus. The Lord saved Draupadi by supplying an immeasurable length of cloth, and Dryadhana's party failed to see her naked. Similarly, when they were exiled in the forest, Bhima had to fight with the man-eater demon Hidimbaraxasa, but the Lord saved him. So it was not finished there. After all these tribulations, there was the great battle of Hiraksatra, and Arjuna had to meet such great generals as Drona, Bhisma and Karna, all powerful fighters. And at last, even when everything was done away with, there was the Brahmastra released by the son of Dronakari to kill the child within the womb of Adra, and so the Lord saved the only surviving descendant of the Kurus, Maharaja Pirixit. SB 1.8.25 Text 25. Text. Vipadah Santu Tahsas Vatatra Tatra Jagad Gurubam Veto Darsanam Yatsid Apular Bavadarsanam. Word for word meanings. Vipadah, calamities, Santu, let there be, Tah, all, Sasvat, again and again, Tatra, there, Tatra, and there, Jagad Guru, O Lord of the Universe, Bavatah, your, Darsanam, meaning, Yat, that which, Syat. Is, Apuna, not again, Bavadarsanam, seeing repetition of birth and death. Translation. I wish, that all those calamities would happen again and again, so that we could see you again and again, for seeing you means, that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. PURPORT. TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 8. LET THERE BE CALAMITIES. Generally the distressed, the needy, the intelligent and the inquisitive, who have performed some pious activities, worship or begin to worship the Lord. Others, who are thriving on misdeeds only, regardless of status, cannot approach the Supreme due to being misled by the illusory energy. Therefore, for a pious person, if there is some calamity there is no other alternative than to take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Constantly remembering the lotus feet of the Lord means preparing for liberation from birth and death. Therefore, even though there are so-called calamities, they are welcome, because they give us an opportunity to remember the Lord, which means liberation. One who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, which are accepted as the most suitable boat for crossing the ocean of nations, can achieve liberation as easily as one leaps over the holes made by the hoofs of a calf. Such persons are meant to reside in the abode of the Lord, and they have nothing to do with a place where there is danger in every step. This material world is certified by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita as a dangerous place full of calamities. Less intelligent persons prepare plans to adjust to those calamities without knowing that the nature of this place is itself full of calamities. They have no information of the abode of the Lord, which is full of bliss and without trace of calamity. The duty of the same person, therefore, is to be undisturbed by worldly calamities, which are sure to happen in all circumstances. 
Suffering all sorts of unavoidable misfortunes, one should make progress in spiritual realization, because that is the mission of human life. The spirit soul is transcendental to all material calamities, therefore, the so-called calamities are called false. A man may see a tiger swallowing him in a dream, and he may cry for this calamity. Actually there is no tiger and there is no suffering, it is simply a case of dreams. In the same way, all calamities of life are said to be dreams. If someone is lucky enough to get in contact with the Lord by devotional service, it is all gain. Contact with the Lord by any one of the nine devotional services is always a forward step on the path going back to Godhead. SB 1.8.26 Text 26 Text Janmase Varis Rudis Navarhati and Yevatam Vamak in Kanagakaram. Word for word meanings. Janma, birth, Asveria, opulence, Sruta, education, Sribhya, by the possession of beauty, Atomana, progressively increasing, Mada, intoxication, Puman, the human being, Nat, never, Eva ever, Arhati, deserves, and Yetatam, to address in feeling, They, certainly, Tvam, you, Akin Kanagakaram, one who is approached easily by the materially exhausted man. Translation my lord, your lordship can easily be approached, but only by those who are materially exhausted. One who is on the path of left square bracket material right square bracket progress, trying to improve himself with respectable parentage, great opulence, high education and bodily beauty, cannot approach you with sincere feeling. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 9 DECREASING THE FEVER OF ILLUSION being materially advanced means taking birth in an aristocratic family and possessing great wealth, an education and attractive personal beauty. All materialistic men are mad after possessing all these material opulences, and this is known as the advancement of material civilization. But the result is that by possessing all these material assets one becomes artificially puffed up, intoxicated by such temporary possessions. Consequently, such materially puffed up persons are incapable of uttering the holy name of the Lord by addressing him feelingly, O Govinda, O Krishna. It is said in the Sastras that by once uttering the holy name of the Lord, the sinner gets rid of a quantity of sins that he is unable to commit. Such is the power of uttering the holy name of the Lord. There is not the least exaggeration in this statement. Actually the Lord's holy name has such powerful potency. But there is a quality to such utterances also. It depends on the quality of feeling. A helpless man can feelingly utter the holy name of the Lord, whereas a man who utters the same holy name in great material satisfaction cannot be so sincere. A materially puffed up person may utter the holy name of the Lord occasionally, but he is incapable of uttering the name in quality. Therefore, the four principles of material advancement, namely, 1. High parentage, 2. Good wealth, 3. High education and, 4. Attractive beauty, are, so to speak, disqualifications, for progress on the path of spiritual advancement. The material covering of the pure spirit soul is an external feature, as much as fever is an external feature of the unhealthy body. The general process is to decrease the degree of the fever and not to aggravate it by maltreatment. Sometimes it is seen that spiritually advanced persons become materially impoverished. This is no discouragement. On the other hand, such impoverishment is a good sign as much as the falling of temperature is a good sign. The principle of life should be to decrease the degree of material intoxication which leads one to be more and more illusioned about the aim of life. Grossly illusioned persons are quite unfit for entrance into the kingdom of God. SB 1.8.27 Text 27 Text Namok in canavite and nivraguna vrateat maramea santea cavelia pate nama. Word for word meanings. Nama, all obeisances unto you, ak in unto the property of the materially impoverished, nivra, completely transcendental to the actions of the material modes, guna, material modes, vrate, affection, at maramea, one who is self satisfied, santea, the most gentle. Kavaliopate, unto the master of the monists, Nana, bowing down. Translation. My obeisances are unto you, who are the property of the materially impoverished. You have nothing to do with the actions and reactions of the material modes of nature. You are self-satisfied, and therefore you are the most gentle and are master of the monists. PURPORT. TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. 
Chapter 10, The Property of the Impoverished. A living being is finished as soon as there is nothing to possess. Therefore a living being cannot be, in the real sense of the term, a renouncer. A living being renounces something for gaining something more valuable. A student sacrifices his childish proclivities to gain better education. A servant gives up his job for a better job. Similarly, a devotee renounces the material world not for nothing but for something tangible in spiritual value. Srila Rupa Gosvami, Sanatana Gosvami and Srila Raghunathadasa Gosvami and others gave up their worldly pomp and prosperity for the sake of the service of the Lord. They were big men in the worldly sense. The Gosvamis were ministers in the government service of Bengal, and Srila Raghunathadasa Gosvami was the son of a big Zaminder. Of his time. But they left everything to gain something superior to what they previously possessed. The devotees are generally without material prosperity, but they have a very secret treasure house in the lotus feet of the Lord. There is a nice story about Srila Sanatana Gosvami. He had a touchstone with him, and this stone was left in a pile of refuse. A needy man took it, but later on wondered why the valuable stone was kept in such a neglected place. He therefore asked him for the most valuable thing, and then he was given the holy name of the Lord. Akinkana means one who has nothing to give materially. A factual devotee, or Mahatma, does not give anything material to anyone, because he has already left all material assets. He can, however, deliver the supreme asset, namely the personality of Godhead, because he is the only property of a factual devotee. The touchstone of Sanatana Gosvami, which was thrown in the rubbish was not the property of the Gosvami, otherwise it would not have been kept in such a place. This specific example is given for the neophyte devotees just to convince them that material hankerings and spiritual advancement go ill together. Unless one is able to see everything as spiritual in relation with the Supreme Lord, one must always distinguish between spirit and matter. A spiritual master like Srila Sanatana Gosvami, although personally able to see everything as spiritual, set this example for us only, because we have no such spiritual vision. Advancement of material vision or material civilization is a great stumbling block for spiritual advancement. Such material advancement entangles the living being in the bondage of a material body followed by all sorts of material miseries. Such material advancement is called anartha, or things not wanted. Actually this is so. In the present context of material advancement one uses lipstick at a cost of 50 cents, and there are so many unwanted things which are all products of the material conception of life. By diverting attention to so many unwanted things, human energy is spoiled without achievement of spiritual realization, the prime necessity of human life. The attempt to reach the moon is another example of spoiling energy, because, even if the moon is reached, the problems of life will not be solved. The devotees of the Lord are called Akinkanas, because they have practically no material assets. Such material assets are all products of the three modes of material nature. They foil spiritual energy, and thus the less we possess such products of material nature, the more we have a good chance for spiritual progress. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has no direct connection with material activities. All his acts and deeds, which are exhibited even in this material world, are spiritual and without affection for the modes of material nature. In the Bhagavad Gita the Lord says that all his acts, even his appearance and disappearance in and out of the material world, are transcendental, and one who knows this perfectly shall not take his birth again in this material world, but will go back to Godhead. The material disease is due to hankering after and lording it over material nature. This hankering is due to an interaction of the three modes of nature, and neither the Lord nor the devotees have attachment for such false enjoyment. Therefore, the Lord and the devotees are called Nivratagunavrati. The perfect Nivratagunavrati is the Supreme Lord, because he never becomes attracted by the modes of material nature, whereas the living beings have such a tendency. Some of them are entrapped by the illusory attraction of material nature. Because the Lord is the property of the devotees, and the devotees are the property of the Lord reciprocally, the devotees are certainly transcendental to the modes of material nature. That is a natural conclusion. Such an alloyed devotees are distinct from the mixed devotees who approach the Lord for mitigation of miseries and poverty or because of inquisitiveness and speculation. 
the unalloyed devotees and the Lord are transcendentally attached to one another. For others, the Lord has nothing to reciprocate, and therefore he is called Atmarama, self-satisfied. Self-satisfied, as he is, he is the master of all monists who seek to merge into the existence of the Lord. Such monists merge within the personal effulgence of the Lord called the Brahmajayatir, but the devotees enter into the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, which are never to be misunderstood as material. SB 1.8.28 Text 28 Text Mani vam kalamisanam anadinitvanam vigham samam kirantam sarvatrabudanam yan mithahkalah Word for word meanings. Mani, I consider, Tvam, your lordship, Kalam, the eternal time, Isanam, the supreme lord, Anadinatanam, without beginning and end, Vigham, all pervading, Samam, equally merciful, Kirantam, distributing, Sarvatra, everywhere, Butanam, of the living beings, Yatmithah, by intercourse, Kalah, dissension. Translation. My lord, I consider your lordship to be eternal time, the supreme controller, without beginning and end, the all-pervasive one. In distributing your mercy, you are equal to everyone. The dissensions between living beings are due to social intercourse. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN KUNTI CHAPTER 11 THE TOUCH OF SUPERIOR ENERGY Kuntadevi knew that Krishna was neither her nephew nor an ordinary family member of her paternal house. She knew perfectly well that Krishna is the primeval lord who lives in everyone's heart as the super soul, Paramatma. Another name of the Paramatma feature of the Lord is Kala, or eternal time. Eternal time is the witness of all our actions, good and bad, and thus resultant reactions are destined by him. It is no use saying that we do not know why and for what we are suffering. We may forget the misdeed for which we may suffer at this present moment, but we must remember that Paramatma is our constant companion, and therefore he knows everything, past, present and future. And because the Paramatma feature of Lord Krishna destines all actions and reactions, he is the supreme controller also. Without his sanction not a blade of grass can move. The living beings are given as much freedom as they deserve, and misuse of that freedom is the cause of suffering. The devotees of the Lord do not misuse their freedom, and therefore they are the good sons of the Lord. Others who misuse freedom are put into a miseries destined by the eternal Kala. The Kala offers the conditioned souls both happiness and miseries. It is all predestined by eternal time. As we have miseries and called for, so we may have happiness also without being asked, for they are all predestined by Kala. No one is therefore either an enemy or friend of the Lord. Everyone is suffering and enjoying the result of his own destiny. This destiny is made by the living beings in course of social intercourse. Everyone here wants to lord it over the material nature, and thus everyone creates his own destiny under the supervision of the Supreme Lord. He is all-pervading and therefore he can see everyone's activities. And because the Lord has no beginning or end, he is known also as the Eternal Time, Kala. SB 1.8.29 Text 29 Text Navida Kasad Bhagavam Sakursatam Tamvehaman Sian Ranan Vidamanam Madhyasaya Kasad Dayato Stikarhisad Tvesias Kayasman Visama Madhiran Ranam. Word for word meanings. Nat does not, Vida, no, Kasat, anyone, Bhagavan, O Lord, Sakursatam, pastimes, Tava, your, Ihaman Sia, like the worldly men, Nranam, of the people in general, Vidamanam, misleading, Nat, never, Yasaya, is, Kasat, anyone, Dayata, Object of specific favor, asti. There is, Karhisat, anywhere, Tvesaya, object of envy, Kas, and, Yasmin, unto him, Visima, partiality, Mabah, conception, Nranam, of the people. Translation. O Lord, no one can understand your transcendental pastimes, which appear to be human and are so misleading. You have no specific object of favor, nor do you have any object of envy. People only imagine that you are partial. Purport. Teachings of Queen Kunti. Chapter 12, Bewildering Pastimes. The Lord's mercy upon the fallen souls is equally distributed. He has no one as the specific object of hostility. The very conception of the personality of Godhead, as a human being is misleading. His pastimes appear to be exactly like a human being's, but actually they are transcendental and without any tinge of material contamination. 
He is undoubtedly known as partial to his pure devotees, but in fact he is never partial, as much as the sun is never partial to anyone. By utilizing the sun rays, sometimes even the stones become valuable, whereas a blind man cannot see the sun, although there are enough sun rays before him. Darkness and light are two opposite conceptions, but this does not mean that the sun is partial in distributing its rays. The sun rays are open to everyone, but the capacities of the receptacles differ. Foolish people think that devotional service is flattering the Lord to get special mercy. Factually the pure devotees who are engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord are not a mercantile community. A mercantile house renders service to someone in exchange for values. The pure devotee does not render service unto the Lord for such exchange, and therefore the full mercy of the Lord is open for him. Suffering and needy men, inquisitive persons or philosophers make temporary connections with the Lord to serve a particular purpose. When the purpose is served, there is no more relation with the Lord. A suffering man, if he is pious at all, prays to the Lord for his recovery. But as soon as the recovery is over, in most cases the suffering man no longer cares to keep any connection with the Lord. The mercy of the Lord is open for him, but he is reluctant to receive it. That is the difference between a pure devotee and a mixed devotee. Those who are completely against the service of the Lord are considered to be in abject darkness, those who ask for the Lord's favor only at the time of necessity are partial recipients of the mercy of the Lord, and those who are cent percent engaged in the service of the Lord are full recipients of the mercy of the Lord. Such partiality in receiving the Lord's mercy is relative to the recipient, and it is not due to the partiality of the all-merciful Lord. When the Lord descends on this material world by his all-merciful energy, he plays like a human being, and therefore it appears that the Lord is partial to his devotees only, but that is not a fact. Despite such apparent manifestation of partiality, his mercy is equally distributed. In the battlefield of Eruxetra all persons who died in the fight before the presence of the Lord got salvation without the necessary qualifications, because death before the presence of the Lord purifies the passing soul from the effects of all sins, and therefore the dying man gets a place somewhere in the transcendental abode. Somehow or other, if someone puts himself open in the sun rays, he is sure to get the requisite benefits both by heat and by ultraviolet rays. Therefore, the conclusion is that the Lord is never partial. It is wrong for the people in general to think of him as partial. SB 1.8.30 Text 30 Text Janma Karma Kavis Vetmanajasaya Carter Etmanahtirin Rasisu Yadisu Tadhatayantavidambanam Word for Word Meanings Janma, Birth, Karma, Activity, Ka, and, Visvaatman, O Soul of the Universe, Ajasaya, of the Inborn, Akarta, of the inactive, Atmanah, of the vital energy, Tiriak, animal in our human being, Rasisu, in the sages, Yadisu, in the water, Tat, that, Atayanta, veritable, Vidambanam, bewildering. Translation. Of course it is bewildering, O soul of the universe, that you work, though you are inactive, and that you take birth, though you are the vital force and the inborn. You yourself descend amongst animals, men, sages and aquatics. Verily, this is bewildering. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 13 THE VITAL FORCE OF THE UNIVERSE The transcendental pastimes of the Lord are not only bewildering but also apparently contradictory. In other words, they are all inconceivable to the limited thinking power of the human being. The Lord is the all-prevailing super-soul of all existence, and yet he appears in the form of a boar amongst the animals, in the form of a human being as Rama, Krishna, etc., in the form of a sea like Narayana, and in the form of an aquatic like a fish. Yet it is said that he isn't born, and he has nothing to do. In the Sruti Mantra it is said that the Supreme Brahman has nothing to do. No one is equal to or greater than him. He has manifold energies, and everything is performed by him perfectly by automatic knowledge, strength and activity. All these statements prove without any question that the Lord's activities, forms and deeds are all inconceivable to our limited thinking power, and because he is inconceivably powerful, everything is possible in him. Therefore no one can calculate him exactly, every action of the Lord is bewildering to the common man. He cannot be understood by the Vedic knowledge, but he can be easily understood by the pure devotees, because they are intimately related with him. 
The devotees therefore know that, although he appears amongst the animals, he is not an animal, nor a man, nor a sea, nor a fish. He is eternally the Supreme Lord, in all circumstances. SB 1.8.31 Text 31 Text Gopia date vei kratagasi dama tavadyata basasrukalilanjanasam hramaksam vaktram inaya bayabhanayas fitasaya sam anvanahati birapi yadbibhidi. Word for word meanings. Gopi, the coward lady, Yasoda, a date, took up, Tvei, on your, Kratagasi, creating disturbances, by breaking the butter pot, Dama, rope, Tavit, at that time, Yath, that which, Tet, your, Dasa, situation, Asrukalila, overflooded with tears, Anjana, ointment, Sambhrama, perturbed, Aksum, eyes, Vactrum, face. Ninaya, downwards, Bayabhavanaya, by thoughts of fear, Svitasaya, of the situation, Sat, that, ma'am, me, Vanahayati, bewilders, be happy, even fear personified, yet, whom, Bibhidi, is afraid. Translation. My dear Krishna, Yasoda took up a rope to bind you, when you committed an offense, and your perturbed eyes overflooded with tears, which washed the mascara from your eyes. And you were afraid, though fear personified is afraid of you. This sight is bewildering to me. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN KUNTI CHAPTER 14 LORD KRISHNA'S WONDERFUL ACTIVITIES Here is another example of the bewilderment created by the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is the Supreme in all circumstances, as already explained. Here is a specific example of the Lord's being the Supreme and at the same time a plaything in the presence of His pure devotee. The Lord's pure devotee renders service unto the Lord out of an alloyed love only, and while discharging such devotional service the pure devotee forgets the position of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord also accepts the loving service of his devotees more relishably, when the service is rendered spontaneously out of pure affection, without anything of reverential admiration. Generally the Lord is worshipped by the devotees in a reverential attitude, but the Lord is meticulously pleased when the devotee, out of pure affection and love, considers the Lord to be less important than himself. The Lord's pastimes in the original abode of Yaloka Vrindavana are exchanged in that spirit. The friends of Krishna consider him one of them. They do not consider him to be of reverential importance. The parents of the Lord who are all pure devotees consider him a child only. The Lord accepts the chastisements of the parents more cheerfully than the prayers of the Vedic hymns. Similarly, he accepts the reproaches of his fiancees more palatably than the Vedic hymns. When Lord Krishna was present in this material world to manifest his eternal pastimes of the transcendental realm of Yalokavrandavana as an attraction for the people in general, he displayed a unique picture of subordination before his foster mother, Yasoda. The Lord, in his naturally childish playful activities, used to spoil the stocked butter of Mother Yasoda by breaking the pots and distributing the contents to his friends and playmates, including the celebrated monkeys of Vrindavana, who took advantage of the Lord's munificence. Mother Yasoda saw this, and out of her pure love she wanted to make a show of punishment for her transcendental child. She took a rope and threatened the Lord that she would tie him up, as is generally done in the ordinary household. Seeing the rope in the hands of Mother Yasoda, the Lord bowed down his head and began to weep just like a child, and tears rolled down his cheeks, washing off the black ointment smeared about his beautiful eyes. This picture of the Lord is adored by Kantagini, because she is conscious of the Lord's supreme position. He is feared often by fear personified, yet he is afraid of his mother, who wanted to punish him just in an ordinary manner. Kunti was conscious of the exalted position of Krishna, whereas Yasoda was not. Therefore Yasoda's position was more exalted than Kunti's. Mother Yasoda got the Lord as her child, and the Lord made her forget altogether that her child was the Lord himself. If Mother Yasoda had been conscious of the exalted position of the Lord, she would certainly have hesitated to punish the Lord. But she was made to forget this situation, because the Lord wanted to make a complete gesture of childishness before the affectionate Yasoda. This exchange of love between the mother and the son was performed in a natural way, and Kunti, remembering the scene, was bewildered, and she could do nothing but praise the transcendental filial love. Indirectly Mother Yasoda is praised for her unique position of love, for she could control even the all-powerful Lord as her beloved child. SB 1.8.32 Text 32 Text 
Hesed Aharajam Jadam Punias Lakasaya Kurte Yadah Priyasayan Vavabalayas Eva Candidum. Word for word meanings. Hesit, someone, Atah, says, Adam, the inborn, Jadam, being born, Punias Lakasaya, of the great pious king, Kurte, for glorifying, Yadah, of King Yadu, Priyasaya, of the deer, and Vave, in the family of, Balayasaya, Balaya Hills, Iva, as, Candidum, Sandalwood. Translation. Some say that the inborn is born for the glorification of pious kings, and others say that he is born to please King Yadu, one of your dearest devotees. You appear in his family, as Sandalwood appears in the Malaya Hills. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 15 BEYOND BIRTH AND DEATH Because the Lord's appearance in this material world is bewildering, there are different opinions about the birth of the inborn. In the Bhagavad Gita the Lord says that he takes his birth in the material world, although he is the Lord of all creations and he is inborn. So there cannot be any denial of the birth of the inborn, because he himself establishes the truth. But still there are different opinions as to why he takes his birth. That is also declared in the Bhagavad Gita. He appears by his own internal potency to re-establish the principles of religion and to protect the pious and to annihilate the impious. That is the mission of the appearance of the inborn. Still, it is said that the Lord is there to glorify the pious king Yudhisthira. Lord Sri Krishna certainly wanted to establish the kingdom of the Pandavas for the good of all in the world. When there is a pious king ruling over the world, the people are happy. When the ruler is impious, the people are unhappy. In the age of Kali in most cases the rulers are impious, and therefore the citizens are also continuously unhappy. But in the case of democracy, the impious citizens themselves elect their representative to rule over them, and therefore they cannot blame anyone for their unhappiness. Maharaja Nala was also celebrated as a great pious king, but he had no connection with Lord Krishna. Therefore Maharaja Yudhisthira is meant here to be glorified by Lord Krishna. He had also glorified King Yadu, having taken his birth in the family. He is known as Yadava, Yuduvira, Yududandana, etc., although the Lord is always independent of such obligation. He is just like the sandalwood that grows in the Malaya hills. Trees can grow anywhere and everywhere, yet, because the sandalwood trees grow mostly in the area of the Malaya hills, the name sandalwood and the Malaya hills are interrelated. Therefore, the conclusion is that the Lord is ever unborn like the sun, and yet he appears, as the sun rises on the eastern horizon. As the sun is never the sun of the eastern horizon, so the Lord is no one's son, but he is the father of everything that be. SB 1.8.33 Text 33 Text Word for word meanings. Upper, others, Vasudam Vasaya, of Vasudeva, Divakayam, of Divaki, Yasata. Being prayed for, and Hyagat, took birth, Ajah, unborn, Tvam, you are, Asaya, of him, Ksemeya, for the good, Vanheya, for the purpose of killing, Kas, and, Suridvisam, of those who are envious of the demigods. Translation. Others say that, since both Vasudeva and Devaki prayed, for you, you have taken your birth as their son. Undoubtedly you are unborn, yet you take your birth for their welfare and to kill those who are envious of the demigods. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 16 RETURNING TO OUR NATURAL CONSCIOUSNESS It is also said that Vasudeva and Devaki, in their previous birth as Sudhupur and Prasni, underwent a severe type of penance to get the Lord as their son, and as a result of such austerities the Lord appeared as their son. It is already declared in the Bhagavad Gita that the Lord appears for the welfare of all people of the world and to vanquish the Ishuras, or the materialistic atheists. SB 1.8.34. Text 34. Text. Word for word meanings. Baravadaranaya, just to reduce the burden to the world, and I, others, Buva, of the world, Nava, boat, Iva, like, Yudanha, on the sea, Sedantaya, aggrieved, Buri, extremely, Burina, by the burden, Jaga, you were born, Hi, certainly, Atmabuva, by Brahma, Arthita, being prayed for. Translation. 
Others say that the world, being overburdened like a boat at sea, is much aggrieved, and that Brahma, who is your son, prayed, for you, and so you have appeared to diminish the trouble. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN KUNTI CHAPTER 17 LIGHTENING THE BURDEN OF THE WORLD Brahma, or the first living being born just after the creation, is the direct son of Narayana. Narayana, as Garbhadakasahivasnu, first of all entered the material universe. Without spiritual contact, matter cannot create. This principle was followed from the very beginning of the creation. The Supreme Spirit entered the universe, and the first living being, Brahma, was born on a lotus flower grown out of the transcendental abdomen of Visnu. Visnu is therefore known as Padmanadha. Brahma is known as Atmabhu because he was begotten directly from the father without any contact of mother Lakshmiji. Lakshmiji was present near Narayana, engaged in the service of the Lord, and still, without contact with Lakshmiji, Narayana begot Brahma. That is the omnipotency of the Lord. One who foolishly considers Narayana like other living beings should take a lesson from this. Narayana is not an ordinary living being. He is the personality of Godhead himself, and he has all the potencies of all the senses in all parts of his transcendental body. An ordinary living being begets a child by sexual intercourse, and he has no other means to beget a child other than the one designed for him. But Narayana, being omnipotent, is not bound to any condition of energy. He is complete and independent to do anything and everything by his various potencies, very easily and perfectly. Brahma is therefore directly the son of the father and was not put into the womb of a mother. Therefore he is known as Atmabhu. This Brahma is in charge of further creations in the universe, secondarily reflected by the potency of the Omnipotent. Within the halo of the universe there is a transcendental planet known as Svitadvipa, which is the abode of the Ksurdakasaivisnu, the Paramatma feature of the Supreme Lord. Whenever there is trouble in the universe that cannot be solved by the administrative demigods, they approach Brahmaji for a solution, and if it is not to be solved even by Brahmaji, then Brahmaji consults and prays to the Ksurdakasaivisnu for an incarnation and solution to the problems. Such a problem arose when Kamsa and others were ruling over the earth and the earth became too much overburdened by the misdeeds of the Ishuras. Brahmaji, along with other demigods, prayed at the shore of the Ksaradaka Ocean, and they were advised of the descent of Krishna as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. So some people say that the Lord appeared because of the prayers of Brahmaji. SB 1.8.35 Text 35 Text Word for word meanings. Gave, in the material creation, Asman, this, Klesiamananam, of those who are suffering from, Avidaya, nations, comma, desire, Karmadya, by execution of fruitive work, Sarvana, hearing, Smirana, remembering, Arhani, worshipping, Kirisayan, may perform, Iti, thus, Kakana, others. Translation. And yet others say that you appeared to rejuvenate the devotional service of hearing, remembering, worshipping and so on in order that the conditioned souls suffering from material pangs might take advantage and gain liberation. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti, CHAPTER 18 LIBERATION FROM IGNORANCE AND SUFFERING In the Srimad Bhagavad Gita the Lord asserts that he appears in every millennium just to re-establish the way of religion. The way of religion is made by the Supreme Lord. No one can manufacture a new path of religion, as is the fashion for certain ambitious persons. The factual way of religion is to accept the Lord, as the supreme authority and thus render service unto him in spontaneous love. A living being cannot help but render service, because he is constitutionally made for that purpose. The only function of the living being is to render service to the Lord. The Lord is great, and living beings are subordinate to him. Therefore, the duty of the living being is just to serve him only. Unfortunately the illusioned living beings, out of misunderstanding only, become servants of the senses by material desire. This desire is called avidaya, or nations. And out of such a legitimate desire the living being makes different plans for material enjoyment centered about a perverted sex life. He therefore becomes entangled in the chain of birth and death by transmigrating into different bodies on different planets under the direction of the Supreme Lord. Unless, therefore, one is beyond the boundary of this nations, one cannot get free from the threefold miseries of material life. That is the law of nature. The Lord, however, 
out of his causeless mercy, because he is more merciful to the suffering living beings than they can expect, appears before them and renovates the principles of devotional service comprised of hearing, chanting, remembering, serving, worshipping, praying, cooperating and surrendering unto him. Adoption of all the above-mentioned items, or any one of them, can help a conditioned soul get out of the tangle of nations and thus become liberated from all material sufferings created by the living being illusioned by the external energy. This particular type of mercy is bestowed upon the living being by the Lord in the form of Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. SB 1.8.36 Text 36 Text Sranvanti Gayanti Granati and Vixnasah Smiranti Namdanti Tavahitam Janah Tahiva Pasayanti Asirena Tavakam Battleprava Parabam Padam Word for word meanings. Sranvanti, here, Gayanti, chant, Granati, take, and Vixnasah, continuously, Smiranti, remember, Namdanti, take pleasure, Tava, your, Iitam, activities, Janah, people in general, Te, they, Eva, certainly, Pasayanti, can see, a sirena, very soon, Tavakam, your, battle pravaha, the current of rebirth, a parabam, cessation. Padaambujam, lotus feet. Translation. O Krishna, those who continuously hear, chant and repeat your transcendental activities, or take pleasure in others doing so, certainly see your lotus feet, which alone can stop the repetition of birth and death. Purport. Teachings of Queen Kunti. Chapter 19, Crossing Beyond Illusions Currents. The Supreme Lord Shri Krishna cannot be seen by our present conditional vision. In order to see him, one has to change his present vision by developing a different condition of life full of spontaneous love of Godhead. When Shri Krishna was personally present on the face of the globe, not everyone could see him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Materialists like Ravana, Hiranyakasipu, Kamsa, Jarasandha and Sisupala, were highly qualified personalities by acquisition of material assets, but they were unable to appreciate the presence of the Lord. Therefore, even though the Lord may be present before our eyes, it is not possible to see Him, unless we have the necessary vision. This necessary qualification is developed by the process of devotional service only, beginning with hearing about the Lord from the right sources. The Bhagavad Gita is one of the popular literatures which are generally heard, chanted, repeated, etc., by the people in general, but in spite of such hearing, etc., sometimes it is experienced that the performer of such devotional service does not see the Lord eye to eye. The reason is that the first item, Sarvana, is very important. If hearing is from the right sources, it acts very quickly. Generally people hear from unauthorized persons. Such unauthorized persons may be very learned by academic qualifications, but because they do not follow the principles of devotional service, hearing from them becomes a sheer waste of time. Sometimes the texts are interpreted fashionably to suit their own purposes. Therefore, first one should select a competent and bona fide speaker and then hear from him. When the hearing process is perfect and complete, the other processes become automatically perfect in their own way. There are different transcendental activities of the Lord, and each and every one of them is competent to bestow the desired result, provided the hearing process is perfect. In the Bhagavatam the activities of the Lord begin from his dealings with the Pandavas. There are many other pastimes of the Lord in connection with his dealings with the Ashuras and others. And in the tenth canto the sublime dealings with his conjugal associates, the Gopis, as well as with his married wives at Tverika are mentioned. Since the Lord is absolute, there is no difference in the transcendental nature of each and every dealing of the Lord. But sometimes people, in an unauthorized hearing process, take more interest in hearing about his dealings with the Gopis. Such an inclination indicates the lusty feelings of the hearer, so a bona fide speaker of the dealings of the Lord never indulges in such hearings. One must hear about the Lord from the very beginning, as in the Srimad Bhagavatam or any other scriptures, and that will help the hearer attain perfection by progressive development. One should not, therefore, consider that his dealings with the Pandavas are less important than his dealings with the Gopis. We must always remember that the Lord is always transcendental to all mundane attachment. In all the above-mentioned dealings of the Lord, He is the hero in all circumstances, and hearing about Him or about His devotees or combatants is conducive to spiritual life. It is said that the Vedas and Puranas, etc., are all made to revive our lost relation with Him. 
Hearing of all these scriptures is essential. SB 1.8.37. Text 37. Text. Appia dianest vams vakratayat prabhojahasis vitsurdonu jivanahyasam makanayad bhavatah panam bujit parayanam rajasuyajitamhasam. Word for word meanings. Happy, if, adaya, today, mad, us, tvam, you, svakrata, self-executed, ayata, all duties, prabho, oh my lord, jihasasi, giving up, svit, possibly, sirta, intimate friends, and jivana, living at the mercy of, yesim, of whom, mad, nor, ka, and, in yet, anyone else, bhavata, your, padaambujit. From the lotus feet, parayanam, dependent, rajasu, unto the kings, yajita, engaged in, Amhasam, enmity. Translation. Oh my lord, you have executed all duties yourself. Are you leaving us today, though we are completely dependent on your mercy and have no one else to protect us, now, when all kings are at enmity with us? Purport. Teachings of Queen Kunti. Chapter 20, Full Surrender. The Pandavas are most fortunate, because with all good luck they were entirely dependent on the mercy of the lord. In the material world, to be dependent on the mercy of someone else is the utmost sign of misfortune, but in the case of our transcendental relation with the Lord, it is the most fortunate case, when we can live completely dependent on Him. The material disease is due to thinking of becoming independent of everything. But the cruel material nature does not allow us to become independent. The false attempt to become independent of the stringent laws of nature is known as material advancement of experimental knowledge. The whole material world is moving on this false attempt of becoming independent of the laws of nature. Beginning from Ravana, who wanted to prepare a direct staircase to the planets of heaven, down to the present age, they are trying to overcome the laws of nature. They are trying now to approach distant planetary systems by electronic mechanical power. But the highest goal of human civilization is to work hard under the guidance of the Lord and become completely dependent on Him. The highest achievement of perfect civilization is to work with valor but at the same time depend completely on the Lord. The Pandavas were the ideal executors of this standard of civilization. Undoubtedly they were completely dependent on the goodwill of Lord Shri Krishna, but they were not idle parasites of the Lord. They were all highly qualified both by personal character and by physical activities. Still they always looked for the mercy of the Lord, because they knew that every living being is dependent by constitutional position. The perfection of life is, therefore, to become dependent on the will of the Lord, instead of becoming falsely independent in the material world. Those who try to become falsely independent of the Lord are called anatha, or without any guardian, whereas those who are completely dependent on the will of the Lord are called sanatha, or those having someone to protect them. Therefore we must try to be sanatha, so that we can always be protected from the unfavorable condition of material existence. By the deluding power of the external material nature we forget that the material condition of life is the most undesirable perplexity. The Bhagavad Gita. Therefore directs us, 7.19, that after many, many births one fortunate person becomes aware of the fact that Vasudeva is all in all and that the best way of leading one's life is to surrender unto him completely. That is the sign of a Mahatma. All the members of the Pandava family were Mahatmas in household life. Maharaja Yudhisthira was the head of these Mahatmas, and Queen Kantadevi was the mother. The lessons of the Bhagavad Gita and all the Puranas, specifically the Bhagavata Purana, are therefore inevitably connected with the history of the Pandava Mahatmas. For them, separation from the Lord was just like the separation of a fish from water. Srimati Kantadini, therefore, felt such separation like a thunderbolt, and the whole prayer of the Queen is to try to persuade the Lord to stay with them. After the battle of Hiruxatra, although the inimical kings were killed, their sons and grandsons were still there to deal with the Pandavas. It is not only the Pandavas who were put into the condition of enmity, but all of us are always in such a condition, and the best way of living is to become completely dependent on the will of the Lord and thereby overcome all difficulties of material existence. SB 1.8.38 Text 38 Text Kavayam Namarupabhayam Udubhisata Pandavahdavato Darsanam Yarvi Hrsikinam Word for word meanings. Kep, who are, Vayam, we, Namarupabhayam, without fame and ability, Udubhya, with the Yadis, Sata, along with, 
Pandavah, and the Pandavas, Bhavata, your, Adarsanam, absence, Yarhi, as, if, Hrsikanam, of the senses, Iva, like, Isita, of the living being. Translation. As the name and fame of a particular body is finished with the disappearance of the living spirit, similarly, if you do not look upon us, all our fame and activities, along with the Pandavas and Yadis, will end at once. Purport. Teachings of Queen Kunti. Chapter 21 What is our actual value? Kantadevi is quite aware that the existence of the Pandavas is due to Sri Krishna only. The Pandavas are undoubtedly well established in name and fame and are guided by the great King Yudhisthira, who is morality personified, and the Yadis are undoubtedly great allies, but without the guidance of Lord Krishna all of them are non-entities, as much as the senses of the body are useless without the guidance of consciousness. No one should be proud of his prestige, power and fame without being guided by the favor of the Supreme Lord. The living beings are always dependent, and the ultimate dependable object is the Lord himself. We may, therefore, invent by our advancement of material knowledge all sorts of counteracting material resources, but without being guided by the Lord all such inventions end in fiasco, however strong and stout the reactionary elements may be. SB 1.8.39 Text 39 Text Niam Sadhisaya Tatra Yufetanam Gadatarak Vat Padarankita Bhattis Velaksana Velaksate. Word for word meanings. Nat, not, I am, this land of our kingdom, Sadhisaya, will appear beautiful, Tatra, then, Yatha, as it is now, Idanam, how, Gadatara. O Krishna, that, your, Paday, by the feet, Ankita, marked, Bhatti. Is dazzling, Svelaksana, your own marks, Velaksate, by the impressions. Translation. Ogadatara left square bracket Krishna right square bracket, our kingdom is now being marked by the impressions of your feet, and therefore it appears beautiful. But when you leave, it will no longer be so. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN KUNTI CHAPTER 22 BEAUTY IN KRISHNA'S PRESENCE There are certain particular marks on the feet of the Lord which distinguish the Lord from others. The marks of a flag, thunderbolt, and instrument to drive an elephant, umbrella, lotus, disc, etc., are on the bottom of the Lord's feet. These marks are impressed upon the soft dust of the land, where the Lord traverses. The land of Hastinapura was thus marked, while Lord Sri Krishna was there with the Pandavas, and the kingdom of the Pandavas thus flourished by such auspicious signs. Kantadevi pointed out these distinguished features and was afraid of ill luck in the absence of the Lord. SB 1.8.40. Text 40. Text. I'm Janapadasvrahasupakvasadhivirodhavanadrinatiyudanvantohyadvantavavixate. Word for word meanings. I'm, all these, Janapada, cities and towns, Svrahat, flourished, Supakva, nature, Asadhi, herbs, Virodha, vegetables, Vana, forests, Adri, hills, Nadi, rivers, Yudanvanta, seas, high, certainly, infant, increasing, Tava, by you, Vixate, seen. Translation. All these cities and villages are flourishing in all respects, because the herbs and grains are in abundance, the trees are full of fruits, the rivers are flowing, the hills are full of minerals and the oceans full of wealth. And this is all due to your glancing over them. PURPORT TEACHINGS OF QUEEN Kunti. CHAPTER 23 NATURAL PROSPERITY Human prosperity flourishes by natural gifts and not by gigantic industrial enterprises. The gigantic industrial enterprises are products of a godless civilization, and they cause the destruction of the noble aims of human life. The more we go on increasing such troublesome industries to squeeze out the vital energy of the human being, the more there will be unrest and dissatisfaction of the people in general, although a few only can live lavishly by exploitation. The natural gifts such as grains and vegetables, fruits, rivers, the hills of jewels and minerals, and the seas full of pearls are supplied by the order of the Supreme, and as he desires, material nature produces them in abundance or restricts them at times. The natural law is that the human being may take advantage of these godly gifts by nature and satisfactorily flourish on them without being captivated by the exploitative motive of lording it over material nature. The more we attempt to exploit material nature according to our whims of enjoyment, the more we shall become entrapped by the reaction of such exploitative attempts. 
If we have sufficient grains, fruits, vegetables and herbs, then what is the necessity of running a slaughterhouse and killing poor animals? A man need not kill an animal if he has sufficient grains and vegetables to eat. The flow of river waters fertilizes the fields, and there is more than what we need. Minerals are produced in the hills, and the jewels in the ocean. If the human civilization has sufficient grains, minerals, jewels, water, milk, etc., then why should it hanker after terrible industrial enterprises at the cost of the labor of some unfortunate men? But all these natural gifts are dependent on the mercy of the Lord. What we need, therefore, is to be obedient to the laws of the Lord and achieve the perfection of human life by devotional service. The indications by Kantadevi are just to the point. She desires that God's mercy be bestowed upon them so that natural prosperity be maintained by His grace. SB 1.8.41 Text 41 Text Word for word meanings. Atha, therefore, Visvaisa, O Lord of the Universe, Visvaatman, O Soul of the Universe, Visvamert, O Personality of the Universal Form, Svakisu, unto my own kinsman, me, my, Snehapasam, tie of affection, Imam, this, Chengvi, cut off, Dridham, deep, Pandusu, for the Pandavas, Vrasnesu, for the Vrasnes also. Translation. O Lord of the Universe, Soul of the Universe, O Personality of the Form of the Universe, please, therefore, sever my tie of affection for my kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrasnes. Purport. Teachings of Queen Kunti. Chapter 24, Cutting Off Ties of Affection. A pure devotee of the Lord is ashamed to ask anything in self-interest from the Lord. But the householders are sometimes obliged to ask favors from the Lord, being bound by the tie of family affection. Srimati Kantadevi was conscious of this fact, and therefore she prayed to the Lord to cut off the affectionate tie from her own kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrasnis. The Pandavas are her own sons, and the Vrasnis are the members of her paternal family. Krishnan was equally related to both the families. Both the families required the Lord's help, because both were dependent devotees of the Lord. Srimati Kantadevi wished Shri Krishna to remain with her sons the Pandavas, but by his doing so her paternal house would be bereft of the benefit. All these partialities troubled the mind of Kunti, and therefore she desired to cut off the affectionate tie. A pure devotee cuts off the limited ties of affection for his family and widens his activities of devotional service for all forgotten souls. The typical example is the band of six Gosvamis, who followed the path of Lord Ketanaya. All of them belonged to the most enlightened and cultured rich families of the higher castes, but for the benefit of the mass of population they left their comfortable homes and became mendicants. To cut off all family affection means to broaden the field of activities. Without doing this, no one can be qualified as a brahmana, a king, a public leader or a devotee of the Lord. The personality of Godhead, as an ideal king, showed this by example. Sri Ramakandra cut off the tie of affection for his beloved wife to manifest the qualities of an ideal king. Such personalities as a brahmana, a devotee, a king or a public leader must be very broad-minded in discharging their respective duties. Srimati Kantadevi was conscious of this fact, and being weak she prayed to be free from such bondage of family affection. The Lord is addressed as the Lord of the Universe, or the Lord of the Universal Mind, indicating His all-powerful ability to cut the hard knot of family affection. Therefore, it is sometimes experienced that the Lord, out of His special affinity toward a weak devotee, breaks the family affection by force of circumstances arranged by His all-powerful energy. By doing so He causes the devotee to become completely dependent on Him and thus clears the path for His going back to Godhead. SB 1.8.42. Text 42. Text. Tvei me nanaya visaya madir madhu kate sacra radam advatated adhagange of autumnutanvati. Word for word meanings. Tvei, unto you, me, my, ananaya visaya, unalloyed, madah, attention, madhu kate, O Lord of Madhu, a sacrat, continuously, radam, attraction, advatated, may overflow, adhap, directly, ganga, the gangs, iva, like, om, flows, Udanvati, down to the sea. Translation. O Lord of Manhu, as the Ganges forever flows to the sea without hindrance, let my attraction be constantly drawn unto you without being diverted to anyone else. PURPORT Teachings of Queen Kunti 
Chapter 25, Unalloyed Devotion. Perfection of pure devotional service is attained, when all attention is diverted towards the transcendental loving service of the Lord. To cut off the tie of all other affections does not mean complete negation of the finer elements, like affection for someone else. This is not possible. A living being, however he may be, must have this feeling of affection for others, because this is a symptom of life. The symptoms of life, such as desire, anger, hankerings, feelings of attraction, etc., cannot be annihilated. Only the objective has to be changed. Desire cannot be negated, but in devotional service the desire is changed only for the service of the Lord in...